0: I want to welcome everybody out to BizNinja Radio. We have an awesome guest today who, is, uh, who has a great entrepreneurial story for us, and we're going to talk a little bit about um, with Anthony Kolova about um, what he is working on uh, and what got him here. So, Anthony, welcome out to the Biz Ninja Radio.
1: Well, uh, thank you so much for saying that I'm an awesome guest. That's a nice compliment hearing that I'm awesome. Yeah, so, so. Uh,
0: we're going to get into a little bit about the the businesses that you're running and building, and the things you're working on. Uh, but tell me, were you born an entrepreneur? Or is this something that found you?
1: Um. Yeah. I, you know. I. I think it's. I think it's in my genetic makeup. I think it's part of my DNA. My my family. I come from a long line of business owners, of free thinkers, of um, of, of entrepreneurs, uh, people who get stuff done, and um, I for the, I, I was a late bloomer. I, I didn't, um, and I, I mean that in terms of emotional, like just being able to talk to girls, being able to think for myself, find, finding myself, um, and, and getting into the to, to things that I like, which, which include, um, entrepreneurship. I'm also a recovering drug addict. I've got 18 years, uh, sobriety behind my belt now. And so the time that I spent, um, destroying myself and, 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 and doing drugs, I, um, I, I, I never really fully explored who I was, and so I was a late bloomer for a few reasons and didn't really, I'm 41 now, but I really feel like the point I'm at in my life, I should have been at when I was probably in my late 20s, early 30s, Um, so yeah, my dad's a business owner, my uncle, uh, cousins, um, I, I just think. It's, yeah, so it's in
0: your makeup but it was latent because you were dealing you weren't living really your the life you should have been living what was the turning point for you that got you you know out of that addiction and into building and being and finally, you know, achieving or uh, starting to reach towards that potential.
1: Sure. Sure. Um, well, the thing that got me sober was, uh, was a DUI. Um, unfortunately, fortunately, however you want to look at it, I'm a much different person than I was when I was a young man. And, and that's what it took. I was actually kicked out of the coast guard for drug related things. I, my, my, my life growing up, it wasn't difficult. I, I I can't say I was beat as a kid or I had a you know terrible situation. It was just, I brought it upon myself. Um, and so when I went to treatment, um, I spent seven months, one week and one day in treatment um, on an all men's facility. And uh, one day in group therapy, I had realized through the help of a counselor that I had some self-esteem. A light bulb went off when a counselor asked me how my day was. I said it was going very well. I listed some things that were in in my favor. And he said, wow, that sounds like self-esteem. Something I had never had up until that point. And I was like, really? He goes, yeah. He goes, when was the last time you did drugs? And I'm like, two and a half months or whatever. When was the last time you drank alcohol? When was the last time you meditated or complimented yourself or, or practiced the principles of the 12 steps or whatever? And I was like, well, this morning, uh, you know, and I, I kind of, at that moment, I had like literal light bulb went off. And from that point on, the desire to drink and drug was, was out of my system. I'm, I'm very fortunate in that case because a lot of my friends have struggled with it. One of the guys that was actually a therapist at my treatment center just relapsed. Um, I actually just got back into therapy. And so it took a good five years for me to be sober before I understood who I was and what I was about and tapped into the creativity that I often find in the business world. So my my first thing, I was working at a treatment center and my first uh, uh, venture was um, Ginsu knives. You could buy these uh, Ginsu knives for like a dollar and a quarter on eBay. Right. I, would sell, I would sell them for 25 cents and then I'd charge 3.95 shipping. And then I found a, I found a way to, to take the postage down to like 85 cents. And I was like, brilliant. And that's, so I made a couple of bucks on each one. I think I sold 1600 Ginsu knives my first go around. Then I sold on eBay uh, informational CDs. I don't know if you remember those. They had 600 yeah. megabytes of information on how to start businesses. And mine was how to um, buy wholesale car audio equipment because right. I was in car audio from my younger days. So, did you create that
0: content or were you reselling it kind of like the nut? Well, no,
1: what I actually did is there, there were none of those discs around when I started. What I did is I found about 30 different people or um, guys on eBay that were selling how to buy all car audio wholesale, how to build a business, how to sell this, how to do that. And I collected everybody's stuff and I crammed it on a disc and I said the, it was a mega, you know, all in one eBay thing. And, uh, Looking back, I, I was probably messing around with some copyright stuff, right. but I was, you know, I was pretty young, and it seemed like a good idea. And I, I, I would sell six or seven hundred dollars worth of those every week. And so, for somebody who was living in Prescott, Arizona, making seven and a quarter an hour at a treatment center, to add yeah. six or seven hundred dollars to my weekly paycheck was was phenomenal. Yeah. Um, from there, I went on to uh, I, I bought a hot dog cart. I had a custom hot dog cart made. Always wanted to do it, so I did it. And as I started to save money, I started to get into other things. My, my real, um, I don't want to say real business, because all of those were like, you know, I was getting my, my feet sure, wet. They stepping stones. Yeah, but my real, the big one was um, I started a with a $700 loan from my father. I, I started a sound deadening company, again, in the car audio niche, yeah. um, the car audio 12-volt industry. It was called Second Skin Audio. Uh, I sold that company in 2010, over a million, and did quite well from a $700 loan, um, and that's where I really cut my teeth and learned about uh, e-commerce, um, internet marketing, digital uh, you know, marketing, advertising. Um, Facebook ads weren't really a thing when I started that company. Um, sold it in 2010, so in the last six years, a lot's happened. Oh, a big lot changes. Yeah. So that was
0: your first kind of big business in terms of, you know, not just you on the internet, but, you know, probably having some, a team around you.
1: Correct. That, that, yeah, that was a big one. And, um, what I would do is I would purchase, um, I would purchase, uh, V bulletin forums. These are the, you know, membership forums And, um, I wanted to advertise on one actually, and I sent a message to this guy. I'm like, "Hey, man, how much is it to advertise on your forum?" And He says, "Well, I don't really sell advertising." So I was typing, "Like, you should really think about it because you could probably add twenty or thirty grand to your." Wait, delete. Have you ever considered selling your forum? Mm-hmm. Offered him 10k. Uh, he he was just, just getting married, needed the money. He took it. I went on to buy five more forms in the next couple of years, and I would advertise my own products on there, and I would sell advertising, and I would also sell membership space. And then I I sold those to Vertical Scope last year. Um, Those, again, were all in the car audio niche, um, and that industry had played out for me, and I was ready to move on to something else. And uh, I got rid of everything, but I learned a lot about membership sites, um, uh, mass email marketing, email campaigns, things like that. As I got away from buy something for a dollar and sell it for two. Right, right. I got more into the digital space. Now, I do own a company right now um called myoatmeal.com where right. we custom blends of oatmeal. You go to the website, pick your oats, pick your fruit, your nuts and seeds, sweetener, protein, spices and then every order's handmade and sent out to you. So um, I'm very interested in the digital side simply because um uh, higher, higher margins, you know, uh, it, it's fun to AB test stuff and to try to figure out what works and, and what doesn't for every different industry. And, and when nice. I see something work and in the digital space, if you have the traffic, when it works, it doesn't just work, it skyrockets like, and you can see that on a, on a small, on a big level, you know, on a daily basis. in in some cases, um, I'm, yeah, so I'm actually, I'm
0: actually, I was looking at a picture that you shared in, uh in the ClickFunnels group of your stats for um, IIFYM.com, right? Where it was basically yeah. like just getting going, just taking off. And the last time I looked at stats, I mean, it looks like you were doing, you know, in the in the five figures daily or uh, weekly. Uh, <laughs> yeah, daily would be even better. But uh, or, I mean, still, I mean, like it, it was a really pretty, it was a really short time frame. Uh, on that stat list, and so I think the digital is obviously that's where so many marketers love to play these days. Yeah, but is that is that the next big push for you? Um, what
1: IIFYM? Uh huh. Um, yeah, we started we started working on IIFYM back in February. Um, I, I brought in a CMO, and I've got a content manager now, and uh, I've ha- I've had IIFYM dot com for six or seven years, and I just never really did anything with it, and it gets a lot of organic traffic which is the key traffic you know uh traffic audience message and uh, you know and then call to action those are like the big things right there but if you don't have the traffic it's not going to work um not not at our level and so i'm very fortunate that this website gets a lot of traffic um yeah for for us for me um ifym I is where it's at but we're also we're also building out about 30 different domains thirty different websites that are in the the macro dieting space the nutrition and fitness space we have got GrowScience.com. com. I've got what are my macros.com that alone gets about 4,000 unique visitors every day just sitting there wow. simply because it's a keyword rich domain name um, we've got uh, good lead magnets on it and then we're we're, we're starting to do some conversions uh, FitLadies.com. I just acquired that so we're really what we're doing is we're it's not just IIFYM we're it's it's Colova media and Kalova okay. media the plan is to centered with IIFWAM because there's right. a lot of there and MacroTracker.com, which is a, a calorie macronutrient counting website that you enter your food and it, it basically helps you stay on point and, and lose weight or build muscle, whatever. Um, but the idea is thirty different websites that are all ranking in the number one, two, four, seven spot. At least four positions in Google is what we want. So. Our strategy is a little bit different from that of others. I go for organic traffic. I want warm traffic, I don't want to pay for it, I don't want cold traffic. That's how we get 20,000 uniques a day with IIFYM, We're working on getting up to 50,000. Um, but the idea is that we just basically buy uh, keyword rich domains that have, um, you know, backlinks are good, the, you know, uh, an older domain is obviously gonna, you know, be better in the eyes of Google. We wanna, we wanna have as much domain authority as possible. Right spend the money on the domain names. Like I bought yogapants.com last year. I acquired that. So when we're ready, that's going to be kind of like my, my three, $400 million cash out type of a deal. Um, but, uh, if we, the so way I,
0: let me just kind of back up for the people that maybe aren't as diehard into internet marketing as, as you are. Sorry. Yeah. No, sure. so, no. So it's okay. So you pick, you you pick a, Uh, A website domain that is keyword rich, meaning that it has the words that people are searching for actually in the name of the domain. Uh, And then you build it out with content um, and you add, um, you know, so that it becomes, it ranks even better based on the content that's there. And then how do you take those, right? And what's your monetization strategy? Like, How are you taking those and turning it into, okay, I've got warm traffic. How are you deciding with all of these different things that you have going on, which way you're gonna create, you know, take the traffic and turn it into dollars?
1: Well, we, we have, we have um, two meetings a week with me, my CMO, um, the, our SEO guy who's also a web developer for these other 30 websites that we're slowly, slowly doing. And we just come up with a strategy and it's a little bit different for everyone because uh, the lead magnet, for example, that is on IFYM, works on what are my macros.com, but might not work on fitladies.com because fitladies is more of a fitness compared to a nutrition so the first we have to identify who is going to the website so like you know you had mentioned you explained a little bit about the the keyword rich domain and to further illustrate that if you go to cars.com you're not going to find water buffalo you're going to find cars, and that's because that's how Google makes it work, and they're ranking very high. So what we have to do is we have to make sure that first we're going for domain names that we know that we can hit that audience because we know the audience, what they want. I wouldn't try to go for for somebody outside of my expertise level or outside the expertise level of the people that I hire to fill in the blanks where I lack Experience and, or, and you know uh, desire whatever. So I'm not going to go for car audio anymore, even though I know it. I'm not going to go for how to farm or how to how to make money online, even though I know how to do that. I'm going to go for the diet niche because I know that and I know fitness and I know what these people are thinking. And so that's that's what I'm going to hit. So first, we want to make sure that our 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 audience. We select a domain name based on the audience. That's key. And then we have to take our audience and we have to segment it and do okay we got men we get women we have people who want to build muscle we have people who want to lose weight we have to make sure that our message is on point for the people that are coming to that domain then um, we build the seo according to that little ball right there so that we make sure that that those people hit us so we hit the keywords that those people are searching for. Then once those people come to our site, we have to make sure that our message is on point to what their problem is. Once we know what their problem is, I know what the problem is for somebody who's a you know, 45 year old woman who's 5 foot 10 that weighs 180 pounds. I know what her problem is and why she's coming to our website. She's coming to our website to lose weight. She's tried things before. We right. need to make our, number one, our message pinpoints her exactly talks to her problems, empathizes with her, and then obviously provide a solution and have a call to action. But we need to make sure that our message is on point. And if it's on point and and we remove every stumbling block to her making that decision, if we can buy her, build her trust in the copy, in the message, then there's a higher chance that she's gonna for convert with trust as a customer and then show us her trust monetarily with the money. Right. Then, then it's up to us to provide the value if right. value is not there uh, it does i mean refunds are going to come in claims are going to come in people are going to be unhappy you're going to lose customers it, it really it for me i mean it kind of starts with the value like um, i can't ethically morally i can't i'm with good conscience put something out there that sucks yeah and so i i we spend a lot of time making sure that's why we we do a little bit of digital products but we do more digital services a service that we can custom tailor to their needs so that we can overload them with so much information and so much value that they have no choice but to say wow these guys know what they're doing these guys helped me they made it super easy they spoke directly to me I want more and then we we upsell them we you know and we and we work them up the ladder
0: sure you know? so for uh, again for the unindoctrinated right a value ladder is uh, the increasing dollar amount steps that you take from somebody from giving them uh, you know you've mentioned Anthony the term lead magnet which is usually that free thing that's something that you give somebody to just start the process the transaction oftentimes it's a, a free ebook or access to a calculator maybe or yeah. access to some content that they want uh, in exchange for an email and this is the beginning of a ladder uh, which usually you know many times the next step is what they call a tripwire which is that that first low price step, and then you lead them all the way up. So what you know, you're giving it you've used a, a few different types of lead magnets. What are some examples of those?
1: Uh, the, the calculator, I, I created the first macronutrient based calculator out there. It's been duplicated a hundred times now. Um, okay. Yeah, but it's uh, people want to know what in our space, um, macronutrients. And for your listeners, what we do is we take um, we look at how many calories your, burn, your body burns in a day. Um, we subtract a percentage from that. You eat that number of calories and basically you lose weight because you're forcing your body to trigger fat loss and use the fat your body stores as fuel to make up the deficit between what you're eating and what you need. That's basically how it works. Now, there's a lot of math involved with that to figure out, okay, out of those calories, how much carbs, protein, fat, you know, do you need? And so we have a calculator where you type things in and it spits this, this information out at you. It's very valuable. You don't have to sit there and do, don't have to do any research. We've done it all. We have made it very simple. And as a result of being the first ones doing this, it, it, a lot of people sent us traffic. And they continue to send us traffic. And as a result, we have thousands and thousands of backlinks. And, and for us, that, that lead magnet works. Um, we also have a free um, IIFWAM starter guide, like, like you had touched on, before the tripwire, which is the low price $7, $10 item. We we give them something for free. Again, the value has to be there. They have to see it it and and be blown away by it so that they're encouraged to go to the next step.
0: I think this is is like the fundamental shift uh, from like a traditional or a brick and mortar or an old school business and today's business, right? Is that it's value first and getting and collecting dollars second and it's really flipping everything like I had uh, Neil Patel on a couple weeks ago and he was talking about flipping your funnel which you know to me kind of missed the description but I understood what he meant it meant give value give them something they need and they may not convert but they but the ones that get the value from it that understand they're they're like self-selecting the next step and then uh, and then you're going to keep giving them value but obviously also collecting greater pay and so I mean, by the time that somebody has gotten to really like one of your core offers, you've given them access to a calculator simply in exchange for an email, which was a pretty good fair deal. And then uh, you're gonna give them another, something else maybe even for free before you even take that, you know, like a $7 offer. And so these guys, I mean, the amount of value that you give compared to, you know, if you walk into a GNC is massively different. Totally different. And then, but what kind of core offers are you guys delivering? Cause I know like when we looked at your stats, I don't think that those dollar amounts, or you know, five figures a week, were made up of um, seven-dollar items, were they?
1: Um, no, we don't actually have any tripwires, actually. Actually, okay. right, um, so we you go lead magnet, tons of value. Coral. Uh, here, here's what we do. We we um we have so we have two ways that they can get into our list. They can get in through the calculator, which. We know what they're looking for. Or they can just sign up to our email list and our newsletter, which uh, we kind of know what they're looking for. Um, but eventually what happens is they they get their macros from the calculator or they get signed up to our newsletter. Then they get an email that gives them two more free gifts. They get a the, the guide, which is an amazing, it, we spent a lot of time and a lot of money on it. It's gorgeous and it's informative too. Um, they get the guide and then they get a 25% discount at myoatmeal.com so that's another little freebie. Kind sure. of kind of like, here's some healthy foods, you know, you can load your protein up and we, and we tell them about it. And so we're, we're just giving them and giving them, giving them and giving them. And I think you were right when you said that uh, Neil Patel said, you know, flip your funnel and give the value first. I think the ingredient in there, there's it's two part, it's, it's building a relationship. And, and with that, you have to have trust. And if you don't have that trust, then the relationship is gonna go nowhere. And that, you know, you, you know, the phrase, the money is in the list. And for your listeners, the email list, you know, you build an email list and then you can market to these people because they're listening to what you say. But if they don't trust what you say, they're not going to listen or they're just going to bounce or they're going to unsubscribe. So for me, it comes all down to trust in order to build a relationship. And again, that comes to value, which speaks to what Neil was saying about giving the value first, because it's. When you give somebody, it's just, it's just a sales technique, really, an old school sales technique. When you give somebody something for free, they have a hard time, you know, like, I don't know, I've gone into like a car dealership and like, you want a donut or something? Or then it builds rapport that way. Yeah, it's a,
0: the principle of reciprocity, right? Like if you've been given something now, there's that, exactly. that entire, you know, feeling like you've got to give back and it creates, it creates a value imbalance, which a person yeah. subconsciously wants to even out.
1: That, that's um, it, exactly. You know. Yeah, so, so we we don't actually have a, uh, a tripwire. We go from macros or you know, free items straight to hey, this is if you're trying to lose weight, let us let us help you the best way that we know how. And it's not with the book, it's not with it's by giving you your own specific custom macros. Um, that's either ninety-nine dollars or ninety-seven dollars or forty-seven dollars okay. um, if we're having a sale, then we jump into higher items.
0: Okay. So, I mean, the value you, you jump in there, you definitely move the price points up. Um, now, so here's the hard thing that I, when I talk to uh, young entrepreneurs or entrepreneurs, business owners in transition, which is the, the guys moving from the old mindset to the new mindset is that they often get scared. Like it's going to take too long to start making money, which is one of those funny things where it's like they're drinking the well water, or, you know, they're, they're, they're drinking things too early, right? So they're trying to live off tomorrow, instead of spending a little bit of time being patient. How do you like, I'm sure you get asked that same question, like, oh, man, I don't have time to like, build a list. I don't have time to do this. I got to make money, I got to pay the bills. Like, how do you what's your advice to those kind of people?
1: I I would say, look to Gary V for, for some simple advice. And that's, you can't I understand the argument, but to say you don't have time, Gary, you know, you watch any of his videos and he's going to tell you, you can hustle from 11 o'clock at night until two in the morning. That's three hours a day. You can still have your family time, still hit the gym, still do your job. It's, I, I, I certainly understand the impatience of wanting it now, but sometimes things don't happen overnight. And unfortunately, a lot of people in the coaching industry in the, in the shovel salesman realm tend to, um. Overpromise and talk about oh you know I made this much money you know case study number four and it's like they they oversell and they overpromise and and they make it seem like doing this is really simple. Now yeah. I can tell you I can I know for a fact when I wake up I know how much money is going to be there waiting for me and I have a decent idea of where it's going to end at the end of the day. That's only because I put the time in and the work and and it's like this I'll, I'll like I'll do use an analogy in the diet industry. People always want to lose weight super fast. It's right. like um, I know somebody who quit their diet because they weren't losing fast enough, even though they were losing two pounds a week. Right. So it's like you're okay. That might be you're only making fifty bucks a week, but you're making fifty bucks a week. That's a tank of gas. Right. You don't have to buy gas now. What's next? Next, you don't have to buy groceries. Then you don't have a house payment. Then you don't have a yacht payment. But wait, you got a yacht? Like you know? Like they don't think about these things. So sure. in the diet industry. People always want to jump to the weight loss right off the bat, right uh, immediately. Yeah, they,
0: it took them. It took them a decade to put on eighty extra pounds, but right. they, they're going to lose it in three months.
1: Yeah. So, I, what I tell people is this: it, I, like, look, it's going to take you six months to lose the weight. Let's just say six months. I don't know. Maybe it's going to take you two years to figure out your digital marketing strategy until the point where you're making the money you want to make. In six months or two years, you, you have literally three options in the diet, you know, you're, you're, you're going to be, well, no, you have four, really. You're, you're going to be heavier, you're going to be lighter, you're going to be the same, or you're going to be dead. <laughs> I, was, I was really
0: wondering what the fourth option
1: was. In six months, those are the only options that you have, and you can be anywhere between these, and this one's pretty, pretty solid, right? Yeah. But you can be anywhere in there. So six months is going to be here, whether you like it or not. And I do, I mean, if I look back at all the times that I could have done something, you know, we, we would all be millionaires. We would all have the woman of our dreams. We'd all be driving Ferraris. We would all be one with the world. you know, like world peace would be solved, but, sure. people
0: want- but you know, there's, there's two principles kind of at work right here in what we're talking about. One is like the, the disadvantage of hindsight, right? Like I think sometimes hindsight is a curse because yeah, people end up getting stuck in the past instead of looking to learn from it. Very few people are like, oh man, looking back, I should have done this, and so therefore I'm going to take the following action. They usually just get pissed off and complain yeah. about it across, you know, over a, over a pint of beer. And so, or, and then the second principle is that it's, uh, it's through that constant steady action that big things happen. Um, and so even if you look at like your stats for IIFYM, you you just mentioned you owned that domain for six years. So there was a lot of time and a lot of psychological buildup and probably other things happening before all of a sudden we see your click funnel stats look like a hockey stick because yeah. there was a lot of work happening in advance. And I think that's, that's the part of the entrepreneurial journey that I think gets lost sometimes when we're talking to friends or when we're sharing the story is that, because it's not the sexy part, it's not the part where um, you know, it, it gets people excited and gets the heart racing. It's the part where it's like, yeah, I, I, you know, I punched it out in the trenches for six years, figuring out what the what the right mix was going to be. And then we got, and then we found it. And then we started seeing that growth. Thank you for listening to Biz Ninja Radio. Our interview with Anthony goes another 18 minutes, uh, but we just don't have enough time to share that with you today. So go to slash radio to catch the entire thing. Not only will you be able to watch or uh, listen to it, but you'll be able to watch, and as Anthony and I talk about the rest of what's going on with his businesses and talk about entrepreneurship, he even walks you around the uh, inner workings of MyOatmeal.com. So check us out at BizNinja.com radio. Thank you for listening to BizNinja Radio. Now go out and do something.